Hi, this is Nancy Herald, and welcome to my show, High Road to Humanity. In every episode, I tell you powerful true stories filled with great wisdom that you can use in your own life as you strive for a higher road to travel. My featured guests will have their own unique stories to tell that enlighten your mind and your soul. So kick back, relax, and learn the secret to success when you take the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Earle, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And I have a very special guest here today. Crystal Pierre is here to join us on the High Road, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. Hi, thanks for having me. And Crystal happens to be my oldest daughter, and I'm so excited that she decided to um, have an interview with me today. Her website, or actually what we're going to talk about today, is Faith, Love, and Running. And what is your website? It is uh, faithloveandrunning.com. Okay. And Chris, the reason I brought her on today is because she is a runner, but she uses her spirituality um, in combination with her running. And I thought this would be a really interesting subject for people who are athletic, who would like to meditate or who do meditate while they walk or run or work out. And let me give you a little background so you know who Crystal is. Other than my oldest fabulous daughter, um, she she began running in 2015. And since that time she's uh, run five marathons 24 and a half marathons 24 half marathons. 24 and a half marathons okay um but she's run 48 miles three times isn't this crazy uh she's raised over twenty-five thousand dollars for charities some of the charities are saint jude uh, the american cancer society human trafficking and education now crystal is a mom and a wife but she's a runner and she is uh also an ambassador for another mother runner, which is an organization for women um, to get back into running. So um, Crystal uses her running as a meditation and a way to connect with God. And I'm so glad you're here today and that you joined us. Thanks for having me, mom. I'm excited. Well, tell us your story because I don't even know really. I mean, when did you start running? Kind of by accident. I always tell everybody. Tell these guys. Um, <laughs> so I really just wanted to lose weight. And I was trying to get my heart rate up. I learned that I wasn't getting my heart rate up during my workouts. And I was walking, I kept uh, just walking on a treadmill on an incline, raising it higher and higher, walking faster and faster. And eventually my heart rate just wasn't getting up anymore. And so I realized that um, maybe I should try to you know, lower it and run. And I ran a mile and it just was so amazing and so empowering. And I was 32 and I ran my first mile and I just kind of got hooked at that point and added on a half a mile and then another half mile and then ran a 5k and then decided to run a half marathon. And I just kind of got hooked and it just became a really, um, spiritual thing, you know, motherhood was important because I used to tell myself, like, if you can give birth to two kids, you can run for two hours. (laughs) Right. That's true. So that really like helped. And it was like my sanity and it became my meditation. So I would pray, um, before I did it, I would talk to God and I used to tell God, as long as he would keep my feet moving, I would just keep going. And so if he kept my feet moving, I would keep going. So I had certain Bible verses I repeated and that's, uh, one I wanted to share with you. So one of my favorite verses, when I started running, it was examine me, God, from head to foot, order your battery of tests, make sure I'm fit inside and out. So I never lose sight of your love, but keep in step with you never missing a beat. So that's Psalm 26.2. And that is the distance of a marathon. 
Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Now, when did you start to realize that the correlation between the Bible verses and the marathon, that was the it first was, one? Or? Yeah, that one. And then um, this one, trust in the Lord who, who you'll find new strength. You'll soar on wings like eagles. You'll run and not go weary. You'll walk and not faint. So it's just little things like that. You know, um, endurance is a word that's used in the Bible a lot. And I learned that endurance was something that you have in your faith, but also that you have in running. And I kind of put them together. So I would listen to only uh, spiritual music, only um, Christian music. Christian music. Right. So not necessarily boring, but like Christian rock, Christian rap. Uh, but I needed the message that was in my mind as I was running mm-hmm. to be on something, you know, on something higher on God, and then I could keep going. But if it was on all these other random things, I would start thinking about my life or stressing out about this or that right. or whatever. Right. And it just, my focus would be all over the place. It, it wasn't about faith anymore. So I would just ask God, I said, just keep me going, just keep me going. And he would. And so I just kept going and kept doing more. And so I just, uh, started to do half marathons, started to do, um, charity running just because, kind of gives you a bigger goal when you want to run 48 miles. It's really hard mentally to get around it. But if you've raised $7,000, you have to to run the 48 miles. Yeah. When 2020 happened, um, COVID and all that, 2021, I had raised $4,000. That's right. For the American Cancer Society. Uh, That one was for St. Jude. Oh, for St. Jude. And um, it went virtual. So then I had to run a virtual marathon, which was rough because that means you just go run by yourself outside. That's a virtual marathon. And that's really, really. And did you do it? Yeah, I did. I did it. It was just mentally harder than the average. Um, Yeah. Has there ever been a time where you were running and you thought, I just can't do this? Yeah, I've had um, panic attacks while running where I get stuck in my head. That's where I kind of learned I have to listen to good music because if I get like too into my head, I can't. I start thinking too much and it's not a good thing. It's a, right. you know, it's not healthy. You have to focus on something greater than you. So as I start thinking about God and looking at nature and focusing around me, but even if you get towards the end of the race, once you're 22 miles in on a 26 mile race, everybody hits a wall. And so when you hit that wall, I just start praying. So I tell God, okay, this step is for this person. This step is for this person. This step is for this person. Oh, wow. And so I started running for a little girl. Right. That's right. Abigail, That's um, right. Five years ago. And she uh, wasn't able to run at the time um, when she was little. And her mom was actually told not to have her by the doctors. They said she wasn't going to make it. Um she already had five children, I believe. And they were like, you don't, you know, you shouldn't keep her. Um, but her mom had faith and she prayed and Abigail was born. Um, they said she was born without the separation in her brain. So they're like, she'll never walk. She'll never run. And um, a couple of years ago, her and I did her first 5k together. Isn't that great? And as we're running together, she's like, the doctor said I would never run and look at me. And it was just so cool because it had a lot to do with faith. I've been running for her for several years at that point. How'd I you gave pick her, her? medals. Uh, it's random. Okay. So, but God, you know, we God, God sent her. her to me because yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was like meant to be because we both had faith. Her family had really good faith. They prayed for me. I prayed for them. Her brother's a Marine. So as I run, I'll pray for the Marines. I'll say, this stuff is oh. for the Marines. This stuff is for this person or that person in her family. So I make sure I make it about, um, you know, everybody. And when I get really tough, I just pray. I just, yeah, I start praying. So 
I, obviously, I mean, I, I know it has, but I mean, it's really enhanced your faith. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. been like a, like the running has been enhanced, mm-hmm. but also your faith. It's been a combination. Well, because if you right swear you're going to go forward, if God keeps you going forward, you kind of have to keep up your end of the bargain. And it's a great practice in faith, you know, because he keeps up his end of the bargain. And so you got to just keep going. What a great and, kid I have. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, do you have a success? Well, obviously, Abigail is a success story. That's one. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, I've done a lot of different things. Uh, We've got about five minutes. We're doing the podcast today, too, you guys. Um, We are doing the television show right now. But if you want to listen to the podcast, we are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. We're on TogiNet Radio. That's who produces our um, podcast. So you can listen to us there. But um, since we have a few more minutes, tell us another... um, a story if you want to uh you know i've always been really outward about my faith in my running and how it goes together okay. not really pushing it on anybody well, but sure. definitely um sharing it with everybody okay i have a tattoo that has show your tattoo mom, mom thinks faith it's okay miles, um psalm 26.2 so a lot of people ask but i've also had times where i remember one time i was running a race and i was struggling just really struggling and it was hot and it was here in new mexico and i was just very, very rough. And I was walking and this girl comes up from behind me that I look up to as a runner and she's much faster than me. And I'm like, oh man, she saw me walking. And at the end of the race, she came up to me and was like, you know, I think God put you there at that point in time because I needed to see you. I was really struggling and I saw you and I was praying. And I know that you have faith because you're always really open about it. And I just knew that God put you there to push me forward and to help me go on. So it was kind of funny because my struggle, like I needed to be there at that point in time. I needed to be walking. So it was kind of like interesting. So, and that's happened a lot of times where like I was running with one friend and she fell and then we sat down for a minute. She started talking. She started crying and telling me how her running's her faith and, you know, and she needs that connection with God. And so I helped, I've helped her with her faith and um, That's shared her little things. And it's just interesting how it can like grow your relationships with other people. And you don't really have to say anything. You just have to live it. And then they want to know about it. Right. So if people want to follow you on Instagram, how do they follow you? Um, it's faith.love.running. So just those are faith.love.running on Instagram. And if they want to follow you on Facebook? Um I don't really do Facebook as much, but I do do Instagram and I have a website, which is faithloveandrunning.com. That's fantastic. Now, um, well, and I guess you've told us a little bit um, how running has changed you and how how has your connection to God changed, I guess, in these past years? Uh, Just more active. You know, um, I'd wake up in the morning and as I'm driving to the gym or to go to a run, I'll talk to God the whole way. We'll have a conversation and, you know, I'll have to mentally prepare myself for what I'm going to do. So I'll say, okay, God, you know, send the Holy spirit to strengthen my heart, strengthen my mind, strengthen my legs, make my thoughts, uh, yours and my words and, and just send me your strength. And so it's a really good practice. We, and especially when you run early in the morning, because it's at 5 a.m. before anything has happened. <laughs> and I'm, well, actually more like 4.30 and I'm driving to the gym and I'm praying and thinking on all these things before. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you sweat, and you work out, and then you come back and you just start the day well. 
Right. You really do. Um, you know, and a lot of people, and I always say that, you know, start the day with prayer and working out, taking care of our body. You know, it's not easy. There's times where I don't want to get up and get on the elliptical or on the treadmill. And, you know, and I skip those days, but we really do need to keep our, our bodies healthy because this is where our soul is. So anyway, we're doing the podcast today. So we're going to take a short commercial break. You guys, this is Nancy Earl. I'm here today with Crystal Pierre. This is High Road to Humanity. And we'll be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book a session with Nancy to learn how to tap into your own abilities. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I have some very exciting news to share with you. High Road to Humanity can now be found on Apple TV and Roku. I've signed on with Healing Within TV, and this is where you'll find my channel, High Road to Humanity. This platform offers live interaction, so you'll be able to ask questions and call in when we go live. I just want to thank everyone for supporting the show all these years, and I will see you on the high road. God bless. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the high road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and I'm back here today with Crystal Pierre. And please share this uh, show. Tell your friends about it to work out. Because this isn't just for running. This is for working out, you know, and, and getting into every morning. I don't know. I do my prayers and stuff, and that prepares me for the day. A lot of people listen to Christian music or, or whatever kind of music that motivates them in the morning. Um, but, you know, it just sets the pace mm-hmm. for the day, doesn't it, when you yeah. do this? So now... Do you compete or, you know, do you run really fast or do you run at your own pace or how do you, how does that work? I mean, do you, do you time yourself? Do you, do you try to come in first or second or how's all that? I run by my heart rate. So I kind of found out that um, there's something really tricky uh, about our human body. We don't always reach our full potential. We start to hit that pain and uncomfortable point. Like, oh, we got to stop. We got to stop. When I got a heart rate monitor on a watch. Uh, this was a long time ago and they were very simple, but it just told me my heart rate. I realized that on the elliptical or all these other things I was doing, I was never getting my heart rate above 150, which meant I wasn't burning any actual calories. I wasn't right. doing, I wasn't. She getting, always tells me that mom, you're not getting your heart rate you don't up. Get your heart rate up <laughs> high enough. You're not really doing anything. And it's right. not really, you know, you can go walk all day, but you're still not getting that heart rate. You got to get your heart rate up at least for a half an hour a day. Oh. And so, um, that was what, why I started walking on the incline. Cause if you walk uphill, your heart rate's going to go up. Right. You know, I really like the Stairmaster too, because it's just, you just, your heart rate goes up fast. Um, anything that could get my heart rate up. So I kind of found that that was the way to do it. And so if you pay attention, I'd be running and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I, I just can't, I can't do this. And I'd look down and my heart rate would be really low. And I'd be like, Oh, you can, can do, this. do this. Yeah. I just, it's the pain. It's the mental. It's the, so you kind of learn and you learn like what pains are bad, you know, and you've got to stop because you're going to hurt yourself or, and what pains are just more of a mental. The first mile is hard, no matter what. 
there's a saying in running is the first mile always sucks. It doesn't matter how many times you run <laughs> or how many miles you run. The first mile in any run is just always, hard always hard. really hard. Yeah. And I don't know why. And you will run the same route a million times in that first mile. Sometimes you're like, I just don't think I can run anymore. Like it's just, you, it, it can get in your head that first. Right. Mile. Right. And I think that's why a lot of people, people will be like, I want to get that runner's high. I want to feel that way. Be like, well, I don't get a runner's high to mile four or five. Maybe. What's a runner's high? Runner's high is where it's just like your endorphins. You've hit your peak heart rate. I've, for me, it's very high because I run at a slightly higher heart rate, but, um, everybody's different, but for the most part, as you're going, you'll hit a peak heart rate and you'll get this feeling of endorphins kind of that rushes through your body and it feels really good. I didn't know this. And your heart, at that point, my heart rate usually drops a little bit because I'm always looking at the numbers. My heart rate will drop and then you just feel great. And then you just, so mile four to five are my favorite because that's when the runner's high kicks in. And so those two miles, I feel like I'm flying. Okay. Now I can, I can relate because I do the Peloton. And so I do 30 minutes on the Peloton. I don't do it as much as I showed you guys, but I'm working on it. But I do, I will say when I first start out, it's really, really hard. Mm -hmm. And then as I go, it gets easier. You know, I will say that. Once your muscles get warmed up. Yeah. And that's for me, you know, a lot of people run 5Ks, things like that. For me, a short distance isn't enough because I barely get warmed up. I prefer to run a long distance because that's when you really kind of get into it. Your body um, gets to work in a different way and change and adapt. And that's where you find endurance when you're running those long distances. So that's why I run 24 half marathons because that's my favorite. That's your favorite thing to do. It takes about two to two and a half hours for me, depending on the location and time of year and different things like that. But, um, I just love that two hours. Like it's just, it's hard, but it's still enjoyable. Right. So you've met a lot of different people because now Crystal has run just, I'll, I'll, mention and then you can elaborate Mm -hmm. she's run disney she's run in michigan she's run in connecticut now she's run in new mexico um i don't know how many different states have you Um, run in texas colorado that's right wyoming new mexico um connecticut connecticut rhode island massachusetts yeah um michigan so yeah in florida Quite a bit. So, so yeah, you meet different people mm-hmm. along the way. So I do a lot of team running as well, okay. which is really fun. Um, it just helps you get to know other people. And it's a fun experience to see that. I think it's neat to see places like you've never seen. The coolest thing about running that I don't think people realize all these races and things I do. Mm-hmm. You get to see things from a different point of view. Okay. You get to run down the middle of a city street. They close it all off for you. You get to run like the Detroit Marathon. You run through the Detroit. tunnel. Oh, that's that right. To Canada. Yeah. And you're running a mile underground. Yeah. That's like an, a one of a kind experience. So there's different things like that, that like when I run the Disney world marathon, I run through Disney world, Epcot, animal kingdom, um, Hollywood, all, Street, of, all of that all in one race. It's amazing. And so, uh, you get to like see different things and experience different things, but these, but then you meet different people. So I meet people from all over, uh, the country and all over the world and they'll come race and do things. And then We'll go back and yeah. No, I have a question. This may be a little bit, I don't know. I hate to put you on the spot, but how many people do you meet that are religious and do do the same thing as you, where they're connected with the divine and that's what helps them through and that's what keeps them balanced? Do you meet a lot of them or are there far and few between? 
more than you'd think. I think a lot of people don't talk about it, but they'll come up to me and say, you know, I pray too when I run or also they see like, your tattoo or yeah, they'll ask about that. Or they'll say, I listen to, I'll say, I listen to Christian music when I run. They say, Oh, I do too. And so a lot of people will ask about it and have questions, but I think a lot of people do. I think people will find a good connection because you can't help it when you're out in nature, in the trees, mm -hmm. or wherever, even here in the desert, as I'm running down the Rio Grande, and it's just so gorgeous, and you can see the mountains, and the sunrise, and all the things. And how can you not? Yeah, how can you not, like, sense the presence of God in that situation, but, and sometimes, like, I've had really wonderful relationships with friends that, like, uh, my one friend's a pastor's wife, and we would run, and we would talk about God and religion and faith and life. And I had another friend who um, is just so strong in the Holy Spirit, and her and I would just talk and about things that just other people couldn't understand. And it was just such a beautiful time of like fellowship and running, and when you're strengthening your body and your mind all at once, and you're, it's like yeah. you're going to a different place. And it's your really spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think that that's raised your vibration? Oh yeah, I think it changes you completely. It changes your energy. It changes everything about your attitude. You. Yeah, what people don't realize is they sit too much, and so you go and you run and you work out and you get sore and tired, and then you go rest. I gotta rest. I gotta rest. But people rest too much after that. And the thing is, like, if you were to get back up and start moving right away, mm -hmm. you'd feel better. You wouldn't be as sore. You wouldn't be as tired. Got to move those muscles. You have to keep moving. Yeah, the, that lactic acid builds up, and it starts to cause you pain in your muscles. And so if you start moving them, you actually will feel better. And I think that, like, as we tend to just do the opposite. We tend to go, oh, I'm uncomfortable, not going to do anything. Right. And I always say that you have a choice. You can either be overweight and uncomfortable in that way and, like, mm -hmm. And I was like that at one point I was overweight and I had heartburn every day and I felt bad all the time it's True, and I hated it. And I had back pain and I had all the things. And well, like, and now I'm, I'm comfortable from working out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to bring up um, diabetes friends and her family. And that's one of the reasons that you, if you don't mm -hmm. mind, that yeah. I bring this up. One of the reasons that Crystal decided to run, um, she was a little overweight and she was, um, my mom was diabetic. My grandmother was diabetic. My sisters, both of them are yeah. diabetic. I was, I was literally only 20 pounds of weight but that was enough she was borderline genetics yeah that it was like they were like you're gonna hit get diabetes by 40 and i'll be 40 next year and you know now i'm in amazing shape you know the best shape of my life so um, she didn't get diabetes because yeah. she started running and i think people need to know that that's what yeah. you, you had a choice well and it has a lot to do with it like if you work out as much as i do and run as much as i do if you eat really bad feel really bad when you try to go run you feel everything you eat so it's a, you have a different relationship with your body you become so much more connected with your body i know when anything's out of whack i know that everything i put in my body there's like a choice i'm making there's consequences there's things i'm gonna regret. hear that you guys <laughs> <laughs> it's true we are what we eat they've always said that forever and it's true and you know it's funny um I was giving you a hard time about sugars, but you can eat more things because you run. Mm -hmm. Whereas I really have to watch my, well, I'm a little older than you too. Yeah. I really have to watch my sugar levels where I can't, I, I want the cookie, but if I eat the cookie, then I start to feel bad and, and it just affects you. Yeah, it does. Well, and that's for me, like I can eat one cookie, but that's it. You got to stop one. And a lot of people have that control problem they shouldn't eat any because they we can't all stop at one <laughs> and for me i can eat one because i know that if i eat five i'm going to feel terrible and i can't go for my run and a lot of the times it's like okay well i'm training for you know a race and 
I, I've raised money for this race and I have to feel good to be able to train and to run and to do all that. So it's like, and once you've committed money, especially some of these marathons cost a lot of money. Yeah, they're so expensive. Once you've committed the money, you kind of have to do the work. Right. And then if you eat crappy, you can't do it. <laughs> you can't do it. Hey, listen, we are doing the podcast again today. I, I think I mentioned to watch us or to listen to us on Spotify or on Apple, or we are on Tokenet Radio and we're on iHeartRadio. We're going to take a quick commercial break. I'm here today with Crystal Pierre. She's talking to us about running, um, faith, love, and running. This is Nancy Earl. This is Hyrogy Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on, we have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, to book your first 30-minute coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Hold your head high, the world is coming. Watch the colors lift your soul. Help me, Toginet. You're my only hope. I want to start a podcast, but I simply don't have time. How do I take care of the details? Editing? Contacting guests? Where do I put it so that people can listen in? Fear not. The podcasting wizards here at Toginet can take care of all of the details because we provide full-service podcasting for all of our hosts so that you can focus on your message. We even build you a webpage that you can edit. And we send your podcast out to Spotify and iTunes so that your message is easy to find. Wow, you can do all of that? You've magically cured my anxiety. Where do I sign up? You can find all of our packages on our website, toginet.com. That's T-O-G-I-N-E-T.com. If you would like to talk to one of us, call us at 903-787-5880 or email us at staff at toginetradio.com. We will be right back on High Road to Humanity. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, iHeartRadio, or download directly from Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com, so you never miss an episode of The High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and this is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with my oldest daughter, Crystal Pierre. I'm so glad you joined me. I've never had anybody in my family come on the show before, but Crystal's a runner, and I'm really proud of her because, you know, it takes a lot um, to get up, in the, first of all, just to get up that early in the morning and to get yourself out there and go. I used to get up early and go to the gym, and she used to say, Mom, I can't believe you're doing mm-hmm. this. Do you remember those yes. days? And so um, I've been there and, and been on the other side of it. And I work out. It's good. I, I, she actually motivates me. I want to say this because there are days where I'm like, gosh, I don't even want to work out. And she's like, Mom, don't go. This is what your advice was to me. So I'm going to give it to the audience. She told me, don't go two days with working out mm-hmm. because if you go two days yeah you start to fall into a bit of a rut but if you never go more than two days you know it becomes such a habit it's part of your life it's part of everything you do but once you start to get to the three days then it's easy to get to four days it's easy to get to five days yeah, and then you, you know don't it's do been it. a weekend you haven't worked out you're like how did that happen i know and so and, and then your stomach you're like so when you've waited a couple days it's harder to work out again you feel stiff and uncomfortable and you've waited too long and so yeah it's good to just keep it rolling you know and you 
feel better if you do that. I know. And, you know, and you have to really watch what you eat too. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I wanted to ask you if you would share a few more mantras Mm-hmm. or that you, if you don't mind, a few yeah. more Bible verses um, yeah. with the audience that, that you do that maybe they can do. And how do they, how do you find your verses? Um, you know, it's hard. I, I just open the Bible and I kind of look for what God wants to wants tell me to that day. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of, you know, hit or miss for me. Um, I was just, I always get what I want, but I don't find it in the typical way. Um, one of my favorites is, Uh, Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or weep or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can you, any one of you, by by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And that's in Matthew. Um, Well, I'm going to stop there for a second on that one because it's true, and I want to reiterate that the birds and and the bees, they all know they're going to get fed, and and we worry. How are we going to be taken care of? I know. And so I would, as I was running, on the treadmill actually at the gym because I had daycare at the gym and I would run on the treadmill and I'd run in front of the windows and I'd watch in the parking lot and I'd look for the birds and I'd try to remind myself of the birds. And I'd be like, if God takes care of the birds, he's going to take care of me. He's going to keep me running. He's going to keep me moving forward as long as I do my part, you know? And so that was always a really good verse for me because I could always just, I would always look for a bird whatever. So that's, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Well, and it's true. We, um, we have to, um, we have to trust and it's, you know, having faith, you know, cause we we're in a time in our world right now, you know, where life mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. Oh yeah. And, um, this really keeps you balanced. Yes. Yes. And a lot of people, um, find that in their faith, you know, and a lot of times they'll be writing Philippians four thirteen is a big one. I can do all things to Christ who gives me strength. Everybody, you know, uh, a lot say of that them. again. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And which one, so which that's verse? Philippians four thirteen. And a lot of people, um, love that verse. It'll be on running church. You'll see it a lot during races. That's a really good one because it's just reminding you, you know, he's giving you strength for whatever you need. I've always felt like people run and I don't know, maybe I'm incorrect, but I always feel like maybe I just feel like this intuitively that people run to release stress. A lot of people do. Yeah. And I did in the beginning. Um, and it was also like a meditation time for me. It just sitting still and quiet is okay, but I'd rather be running and looking and feeling. And then when I'm done, I've depleted everything in me and I'm almost like completely worn out. There's something really good about that feeling of completely wearing yourself out. Um, Mm. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's a really good feeling every time. Now, do you work out every day? No, no, not at all. And that's, I think the biggest mistake people make, people will come to me and they'll be like, I want to run like you. I'm going to run every day. And you're like, <laughs> I do not run every day. Um, so you'll hurt yourself. It's just not a good idea. Right. I run maybe three times a week, maybe four, usually a long run and a few short ones. And then I work out, I cross train on top of that, because if you don't, and you just do one thing, you're going to hurt yourself. It's just that in life, if there's any, just anything in life, if you just do biking, you're going to hurt yourself because you're only using the same muscles over and over and over, never strengthening anything else. And really all the muscles come in when you're running your abs are holding you up. If you can strengthen your back, you can hold yourself up. And then it takes some of the pressure off of your legs and your feet. And as you're, because your core strong, because your core strong, you're holding yeah. yourself up better. So yeah. as my core got stronger, I'd get to eight, nine miles and my core would get hold to you, you know, and I yeah. want to interject and I don't mean to interrupt your train of thought, but being on the Peloton, which, you know, everybody teases about the Peloton. I have a bicycle too, but I will say that that has given me core strength as old as I am. 
it has changed how I am. Mm-hmm. I'm more, I'm stronger on the core because I used to have issues with my ankles. No, mm-hmm. I don't as much because I'm more core strong. Yeah, it and it's the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, amazing. Yeah. And that's something I learned well from you. And now there's something else I want to talk about that you've taught me two things. One is foam rolling mm-hmm. and the other is stretching. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. So um, dynamic stretching is really what I like to do. And so we always were told to stretch and all that. That's the stretching that we were told in like middle school is more like a static stretching. Some of the stretches I show you are usually dynamic where um, you'll push a muscle back and hold it back in a position and then release. Can you do one and show? Hold it back. Like with your shoulder, you'd want to go back and hold it back against the wall. And then, yeah, and then release and then hold it back and release and you can do that with your leg and that's just stretching it yeah and you're just activating that muscle to get it kind of moving um you know i'll tell my mom mom to put her (laughs) arm out and twist and just kind of oh yeah you did pop all over yeah you did this with the wrist the other day yeah and it was just amazing how much you pop but these muscles all on your back and shoulders they all get so tight and so you have to move them you have to stretch them and i just do some simple yoga moves and things like that and then the foam roller is great because you don't know what a foam roller is guys and hopefully you do but if you don't it's it will be your new best friend yes um i have one that's about this song and it's just it's a roll of foam like 14 dollars. yeah they're really reasonable and go ahead and talk about they're wonderful what they do is is that they they lengthen your muscles they kind of smooth them and as you're working out your muscles get short and tight and hard right and so when you foam roll um, it lengthens them and smooths them and helps them to grow a little bit better. And so you can lay on it and do your hips. You can do your back and it'll pop your back. Um, sometimes my shoulders will be too tight. I'll do mm-hmm. my shoulders. I'll Me try too. to do my arms. You can literally foam roll anything. And it's really amazing. It's something that physical therapists use constantly in their offices. So, you know, it's the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a lot of people neglect and it's just such a people simple, don't simple know. Thing. I think a lot of people just yeah. don't know. Like when I, when you used to say, do you not foam roll? And they used to tell me to foam roll, Everybody gets but I never splints. did. That's where I learned about yeah. shin splints. <laughs> right. I, you know, right. I got shin splints and I learned that I wasn't foam rolling and all my hips were tight and my calves were tight. So once I started foam rolling, I could get rid of my shin splints as soon as I would kind of get that tightness. Cause in. they're too tight and you've got to loosen them up. And yeah, when you foam I jump roll. off and foam roll, but it's painful. And some right. people don't want to do anything that hurts. You know, it's, it's kind of hard. That's no pain, no gain. Too. Yeah. it's true though. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I'm glad you told us that because sometimes people get up and they just jump on the treadmill or they just jump on the bike Mm -hmm. and they don't stretch. And I've learned too. I've had trainers also. And then Crystal has been a wonderful influence on me actually, because I used to work out way before you did, but now you've helped me. Um, actually, as we've gotten older, it's interesting how Mm -hmm. we've changed. And she's told me, uh, reminded me to stretch. You know, and even in the morning, how important it is just to get up and well, when I stretch lay in your bed, arms, yeah, you know, in bed as you're laying yeah. in bed, stretching your arms, stretching yeah. your legs. I usually like will lift one leg up, pull my knee back, stretch my hips, my glutes, all that before I even get out of bed. Because a lot of people, it is interesting. They'll say I, it hurts the second you hit the ground in the morning, and oh. they're not stretching when they before they get out of bed. You just need to lay there for a minute, stretch your back, stretch your arms, do it all yeah. because you've tightened up over the night. That's what it is. Because mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say that. That makes a whole lot of sense. So we've got to stretch, you guys, when you get up in the morning. That's really good for you. We definitely have to pray and foam roll. Yes. <laughs> and you know we've got about three minutes before we go to break. Let's talk a little bit 
bit about diet. Would you? Yeah. I mean, it's important. I mean, I do still love donuts and, um, (laughs) I do eat them, but not as often as I used to. And I have to pay attention, you know, um, it used to be like, they would tell you, Oh, carb load before you run a big thing. But really like that would really mess up your stomach, you know, to run, eat a bunch of Mm-hmm. sauce and pasta and things mm-hmm. and then you go to try to run and you've got this heavy tummy it kind of is contrary um but fuel is really important especially when you're running long distances and so uh like a lot of people will end up taking in too much sugar there's little gel packets and things that runners like me use yeah what do you you have these things that you buy mm-hmm. i've seen you yeah, I have all different ones and um i really love the. there's one that's pure honey and okay. that's really good because it's good for you. Okay. And then, but I've learned the ones with chia seeds are the best. So there are these runners in Mexico and they are the world's best runners oh. and they can run further and longer and faster than anybody at all. And what do and you contribute? They are powered on bean burritos and chia, this chia seed remedy. And it's just chia seeds, sugar and lime juice. And that's it. And that's what they use for fuel. And wow. so I started using a chia gel called Huma. And um, it's similar to that, but it tastes really good. And um, you just take that every 45 minutes of activity because, you know, as you're burning those calories, you've got to take something in and you can't right. go. You do it as walk. you run, right? Yeah. yeah. So every four to five miles, it's I'll crazy. take a different, you know, supplement. So sometimes they have caffeine or not. But um, yeah, it's important, you know, if you go eat, a lot of people don't eat before they run. And that blows my mind because they're going to go run a half marathon and they meet on an empty stomach. Right. And they think, oh, I'm going to burn all these calories because I'm running on an empty stomach. The problem is you run on an empty stomach. You can't run as well or as far or as fast. And so really you're actually doing the Depleting. opposite. You're not going to burn as many calories because you can't put in the same effort you could have put in if you had the fuel to put in the effort. Gotcha. That makes sense. Just like a car. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to go to commercial break and we'll come back for our last segment. I'm here today with Crystal Pierre. We're talking about faith, love, and running. This is Nancy Earle. This is High Road to Humanity, and we will be right back. Hang on. We have more stories to tell on High Road to Humanity. Check out Nancy's website, nancyyearout.com. To book your first 30 minutes coaching session for free to get you on your high road. Do you feel like something is missing in your life? Do you feel lost or alone? Do the things you buy for yourself lose their luster quickly? Are you searching for fulfillment within your heart and soul? What if you were given the ability to change your life for the better? To create what you want for yourself? If I told you you have the ability to tap into the universal energy to design the life you desire. This was my discovery many years ago. As a businesswoman and a single mom, I had no choice but to pay attention to what the universe was revealing to me, and I learned how to use it for my benefit. When you wake up and pay attention to the messages that the universe is showing you, your life will change for the better. Because we all hold the ability to tap into the universal energy to enhance our love life, our career, our finances, anything you wish. This energy was created for our use and it's free. Now, I'm excited to share this information with you in my book, Wake Up, 
the universe is speaking to you. It's available to you on my website at www.nancyyearout.com. That's N-A-N-C-Y-Y-E-A-R-O-U-T.com, Barnes & Noble, and Amazon. And thanks for picking up my book. And may the energy of the universe bless you. Have you ever been in a situation where you needed a miracle? I think most of us probably have. Whether it's a financial emergency, health crisis, or some other serious situation, most of us know the feeling of helplessness and even hopelessness. Now imagine having to wait for a miracle for six months, even a year or more. That's the situation for thousands of children all around the world who are waiting for a sponsor. Their only hope of escaping the poverty around them is someone like you choosing them. This is Nancy Yarrow, and I'm joining with compassion to give you the chance to be the miracle in a child's life. For a little more than a dollar a day, you'll provide the physical, emotional, and spiritual support a child needs, not just to survive poverty, but to be released from poverty in Jesus' name. Don't make a child wait one day longer for their miracle. You can find out more or sponsor a child right now. Just go to my website, nancyyearout.com. That's www.nancyyearout.com. We want to thank you so much for listening to High Road to Humanity. This is where Nancy and her guests tell stories that will guide you and enlighten your mind and soul. Now, welcome back to the High Road. Hi, this is Nancy Yearout. This is High Road to Humanity, and I'm here today with Crystal Pierre. She's actually my oldest daughter, and I'm so glad that she's joined me today. She's been a runner for quite a few years. I give her credit for what she does. It's really difficult. She gets up early in the morning. She runs long races. She stays thin and healthy. She's a really good um, role model for her children and for me because, you know, she keeps me motivated, you know, because I figure if my daughter's doing it, I'm going to get out there and do it too. Um, In this last segment, there were a few things you wanted to talk about. Um, Take it away. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to talk about, I think, three things that are really important. Okay. And um, it's motivation and habits and discipline. So, um, motivation is what everybody's like, Oh, how do you get the motivation? How do you get the motivation to keep it up? Mm -hmm. I don't at all. Like that's not possible. You don't have the motivation to get up at four 30 every day. Like it's really, really hard. (laughs) It's, it's just very, very difficult. It's a habit. Um, it's something that you have to create. It's a habit you have to create. It's survival. It's, I only have five o'clock in the morning to six o'clock in the morning to work up, work out because I have to get my kids up and I have to, you know, do things, get your husband going yeah, and get my head, everything. And so you have to do it and right. you have a choice. It's either you're going to do it or you're not, or you're going to work out in the middle of the afternoon when it's super hot and you feel like you're going to die. And you do that enough times and you wake up. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's all about habits. So a lot of people don't get that. And I'm, they're like, how do you do it? How do you do it? And I'm like, it's just baby steps. Like, all the things I do, they seem big, but they're, we're just baby steps built upon. You know, I ran 48 miles, but I started with running four miles and then 
all right, let me add four plus four. And then I got all the way up to 48 miles in 48 hours. And, but it was just practice and patience and time and uh, finding endurance. And it's just finding good habits. It's not about motivation. It's more about discipline. And mm-hmm. so I think a lot of people have to kind of change their thoughts about it. because they're like, oh, I need that motivation. If your motivation is to be skinny, that will not last because it's so superficial. And you're going to get skinny and then you're going to give up. And then you're going to get fat again. You know, it's like a cycle. And so your motivation can't just be that I want to look good. And if it was my motivation, I probably would have given up a long time ago. It wouldn't have been. What was your motivation? To not get diabetes at first. And then it became a faith thing after that. And it really did. It became, didn't it? Yeah. And that's where mm-hmm. I started charity running and running for Abigail and running for other people and running on teams because I learned, you know, if I always had like a goal or a thing I was working towards or someone I was helping or a way that my running like was, the American Cancer yeah, Society, a way that my running was being helping others that mm-hmm. it helped me to feel like it was really had a purpose. And so I continued forward like that. And that really gave me my, that's where I found my discipline and all that gave you a purpose. Yeah. yeah, no, it's true. And I bet you've helped a lot of people. I know I've contributed. You've raised a lot of money for different charities and different things. What do you got coming up? Um, so I'm going to run a 50 K soon. Um, that's 30 miles. So I technically have run longer, but this will be all at once. And I'm going to go up to New Hampshire to do that. Um, because I'm living in new England now, uh, I'm going to do the Disney dopey challenge in 2023 in January, which is the five K 10 K half marathon and full marathon. Um, and just continue to do trail races and explore. I really like, um, so there's road running and trail running. Road running is obviously running down the road and trail running is running through the woods and it's a lot more technical. Um, your feet hurt more because you're using your ankles. What do you like more? I like trail running because you're more in the, you're in the woods, you're in the middle of nowhere. It's really beautiful. Cool. Um, it's really quiet. Usually you don't see a lot of other runners. Usually when you're trail running, you're by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really nice and it's really peaceful and you just get to go really great places. Cool. Um, the Appalachian trail has one, uh, different things like that. So it's, I look forward to doing things like that. And that's really the best way to do it. And then more fundraising, um, like to continue fundraising and use my running to get the message out about God and my faith and what God can do if you, you know, just Happy. Do you mind that I bring up that you went running and someone was giving you a hard time about your faith? Yeah, I mean, uh, that did happen recently. That was the first time that's ever happened. And it was kind of hard. The reason um, I bring it up is because I want people to realize that, you know, the Christians and people of faith are being prosecuted persecuted Mm -hmm. at this time. And I think, and I hope you don't mind that I brought this up, but this was your first time that you had somebody say something to you because they saw your, your tattoo. Yeah. And they saw that I um, was a Christian. They said, Oh, it's not against the Bible to get a tattoo and whatever. But um, actually there is a Bible verse that says, uh, put my word on your heart and your body. So um, yeah, it's, in there. <laughs> so it's not a bad thing. Um, but it's a reminder too. you know, I have this here because I look down and I, as I'm running and I'm reminded, you know, okay, God, you're with me. Okay. You, that's why I wanted it where I could see it, where I could look down as I was running and be reminded of that little thing. But yeah, uh, people nobody, can be derogatory, people can be negative about it, but you know, it's almost like their negativity you can use and turn around because, 
I was able to talk to other people about my faith because of it. So I don't really it brought it out. Yeah, the open. I don't let it bother me because I wasn't like talking about my faith, which is kind of funny because but then it gives you the opportunity to talk about your faith to people because they brought it up and it was I didn't bring it up. So it's kind of neat. Then they wanted and to they know. have more respect for you because, you know, yeah, you weren't pushing it on them, but you were who you are and you doing yeah. being who you are yeah. being, being your true self being your authentic self which is true you know you've got to be who you are and you can't you know pretend or, or to be something you're not just because everybody else doesn't want to agree with that and that's what's going on in our world mm -hmm. right now there's a lot of that yeah so that's kind of crazy well we've got like five or six minutes left is there something that you want to talk to people about or share with people about your running that you think would help them if they want to get out there and start doing it i mean what do you suggest people do um, should they join a group or should they just yeah well if i was going to start from the beginning i would say just consistency that's yeah. the biggest thing that I think you really in not overwhelming yourself, you know, start small baby steps and consistency. You have to, you know, three days a week, 30 minutes a day, just getting your heart rate up. And, right. you know, yeah. even you can buy a heart rate monitor on Amazon for not that much because there's so many now mm -hmm. and it's just worth it to know like, oh, am I getting my heart rate up? But all these smartwatches, my Apple watch does it now. I know. Mine and does so too. a lot of it tells me what I'm not doing. <laughs> yeah, we have the ability to know. And so it's really just about moving and um, being consistent and being patient with yourself. Everybody wants to do it all at once. That's why I said before, you know, they all want to run every day, every day. I'm going to start running. I want to run a half marathon like you. I'm going to run every day. It's mm -hmm. just. Doesn't work like that. Yeah. And you're going to give up really quick. And then usually people say, well, I can't run. I have bad feet or I have a bad knee or I have bad this or bad that. And it's kind of funny. I did have issues with my one knee when I started running. I don't know if you remember that. I do. Um, but it was weak. And so as it got stronger and I did cross training and I ran, now it's never hurt since just because it just was a weakness and I needed to work with it and strengthen it. And so um, I always tell my kids, especially uh, any weakness that you have really is your strength. Yeah. Because you can turn around any weakness and make that the thing that really makes you strong. And so for me, I'm a little bit slower of a runner than a lot of people. So that's why I run long distances okay. because maybe I can't go as fast. Right. I can go a heck of a lot further usually. So that's where I, you know, get my joy out of it. That way I don't have to feel like, you know, I'm competing or because I don't do it to compete. The second you start competing, it's so funny. Every time in a race I've gotten too competitive or saw a girl pass me and thought, oh no, and tried to pass her back, I trip or something. Every time. <laughs> it doesn't work it's out. It's not about that. Like it really isn't. Like yeah. I'm sure one day I'll place in a race, but it'll be like by accident, you know, and that'll be great. But I don't, it can't be a competitive thing or else your head's not in the right place. And that's not what it's about. If you want it to be a competitive thing, then it can't, it's not a spiritual thing anymore. You've taken that away. So you kind of have to, that Choose. makes sense. And I want to reiterate on what you said about your knee. You know, I had the same stuff I think I mentioned on my ankle. And, um, but I used to have to go to the chiropractor all the time and he'd have to fix mm -hmm. it. But since I started doing the bike and I got core strong, I don't have to go to the chiropractor oh, yeah. right, yeah. as much because now it's like, and he even said, oh, you're, you're much stronger yeah. than you used to well, be. Well, I always tell anybody, if you really want to like be humbled or just know a lot about like the world and fitness and things like that run a 5k 
you run and there are people of all shapes and size, even a marathon. My sister came and saw me run my first marathon. And I think it blew her mind that heavier people, handicapped people, blind, um, disabled, just literally anything you could think of. Uh, anyone all were running this marathon and she just couldn't believe it. Eight, you know, older people, um, oh, there's ages. nothing like getting passed by an 80 year old man in <laughs> jean shorts. And <laughs> I <like>, love it. <laughs> and so, but they have run more mile, you know, yeah. or somebody that you yeah. view as like, that should be slower than you because like they're heavier, whatever you're, and they're cruising. Thinking, they can't pass me. And then they do. And so <laughs> it's amazing. Or like the speed walk, I got passed by a speed walker once they are like <laughs> intense. They really can move it. And, um, so it's just interesting. It's humbling and it's good. And it reminds you. So that's why I love to race so much mm. because when I go to a race, like I'm with other people that love running and I get to see all the other people run. Oh, it's a camaraderie. It reminds me of like yeah. being appreciative. And then when I, especially when I see the older people, I think, oh, I want to do that. I want to be running still when I'm like 60, 70, 80, you know, yeah. be that one out there that's still, yeah. you know, moving my body. Because if you continue to move, you don't stop. And the energy, I bet the energy is just, oh, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We got to get out of here for today. Tell people your website and your Instagram one more time before we get out of My here. Instagram is faith, love, running so it's faith.love.running at instagram.com and then my uh website is faithloveandrunning.com thank you mm-hmm. for taking time thanks today. for having me that's fun i appreciate it hey you guys this is nancy you if you want a psychic reading you want an angel reading go to my website nancyyearout.com and you can book your date and time i'm so glad that crystal came on the show today i hope you guys enjoyed it i will see you next time everybody this is nancy you this is higher to humanity everybody take care Please join me next week on the high road for more stories filled with wisdom, love, and hope for our future. You can find High Road to Humanity on Apple TV and on Roku under Healing Within TV. Have a blessed week and know by staying on the high road, you will make it to your destination. For a psychic empath reading, go to my website, nancyyearout.com to book your date and time with me. I will deliver your message from the angels. God bless.